welcome to the Press Forward podcast. I'm Nathan Wrigley, and I'd like to thank you for joining us again. And if this is your first time with us, I hope that you like it and that you find it useful. We release the Press Forward podcast each week, and we'd really love it if you added us to your list of preferred podcasts. You can do that by searching for WP and Up in your favourite podcast player. Today, we're going to be talking to Wendy Heiss in Udvelt. But before that, let me tell you a little bit about WP and Up, what we do, and how you might become involved. We're a registered charity with a mission to support and promote positive mental health within the WordPress community. Join more than 4,200 community members taking the next steps towards better mental health. Connect with our team to discover your best personal journey. Build companionship, connect with professionals, and develop skills to cope. You can find out more and become a member for free today at wpnup.org forward slash join. WP and Up deliver free to end user support. To provide tens of thousands of hours of support, we need your help. It costs more than a quarter of a million pounds annually to fund WP and Up. And this is made possible by donations. So please visit wpnup.org forward slash donate to ensure that we can continue to meet the needs of our community. We'd like to offer a shout out to some of our previous supporters, so Automatic, Get Dolly, Funnel Packs, Weeglot, Winning WP, WPMU Dev and Yoast. We really do appreciate your helping us. So today we're speaking with Wendy Heisen at Velt. This is such a lovely and open discussion and I'm sure that you're going to enjoy it. We cover quite a bit of ground, but the main focus is around autism. You see, Wendy is autistic, and it shapes many aspects of her life. We begin with a brief chat about her relationship to WordPress and her interest in attending WordCamps and WordPress meetups. We then get into the main discussion about how Wendy became aware that she's autistic, at what point did she think that she wanted to be tested, and how such tests are carried out. We move on to talk about Wendy's life and how it is shaped by her autism and how she continues to use routines and systems to keep things running smoothly. There's so much in here that I did not know and Wendy describes it all with such charm and good humour. And so, without further ado, here's Wendy. Wendy, I am from the Netherlands. I am a 45-year-old mom. I have a 90-year-old daughter and I am a single mom, have been for, well, 19 years. <laughs> and I am a WordPress website builder, I call myself. I am not a developer, I'm not a designer, but something in between. I do a little of both. I try to keep away from the designing because that's not my power. And I have been active in the WordPress community starting in 2012. I went to my first WordCamp, WordCamp the Netherlands, and that was so awesome. And I just kept walking around like, wow, these people, they understand what I'm talking about. This is amazing. <laughs> and then in 2013, WordCamp Europe happened in the Netherlands, in Leiden. And I was there as a volunteer, and that was like the perfect switch for me because I had a job to do. 
which made it so much more comfortable for me to be at a WordCamp and meet new people. And I really loved it. And I've been going to WordCamps ever since. If you're not familiar with in-person events in the WordPress space, then there are quite a few of different sizes. There are the Continental WordCamps, WordCamp Europe, WordCamp US and Asia, and then there are the events based out of cities such as WordCamp London or Austin. And then there are much more local meetups, which happen more frequently. Given that Wendy certainly seems keen on attending WordCamps, I wondered if she goes to events of all sizes. There is a meetup in the town where I live, which is Eindhoven. And I go to several meetups nearby because in the Netherlands, all towns are pretty close. The furthest I have to drive to get to the end of the Netherlands is two and a half hours. So that's it. I have a few people I meet up with other than WordPress stuff. But in the end, we always start talking about WordPress stuff. So... (laughs) When Wendy reached out to me concerning the podcast, she mentioned that she would like to talk about Asperger syndrome and ADHD, two things which have been features of her life. I say features of her life, but I asked her if there was a moment in time when she realised that she approached things differently to others. A sudden revelation, if you will. No, it wasn't like that at all. I went through life as a kid and as a young adult thinking that how does everybody get the way that this is working because I didn't understand a single thing that was happening in life. And nobody could explain it to me because everybody was like, yeah, it's normal. And I kept thinking there was something wrong with me because I didn't get it and I didn't know the rules and I didn't know how to act. And I have been in numerous situations where I I displayed a totally wrong reaction to something or where I didn't get what people were upset or where I was upset and nobody else was or where somebody else was laughing and I didn't get the joke or where I was laughing and nobody got the joke. So I've been socially awkward and socially inappropriate, I think, for most of my life. And when I was younger, my parents... And at school, I got bullied a lot when I was a kid because I was weird. You know, I was a weird kid. But in that time, it was not like it is today where you can have these, where you can get help. Basically, that's it. So I have been diagnosed and going through psychological exams and tests and all that kinds of thing because I was basically extremely unhappy and extremely worried there was something wrong with me and nobody could figure out what it was. So they thought I was depressed. And then I thought I was manically depressed because I wasn't down or staying in bed all day and I was doing things. And then when I was 35, my daughter got diagnosed with HDHD and Asperger's syndrome, which is a form of autism. And then the psychiatrist who examined her looked at me and she said, maybe you should get tested too. And I laughed like, (laughs) yeah, no, (laughs) it's ridiculous. But she planted a seed and I got tested a year after that because the waiting list is quite long. And the signs were very clear. And I got a diagnosis from a psychiatrist 
And then I started with some coaching and some therapy because when you have been thinking for 35 years in your life that you are weird and it's your fault and that you're too stupid to get it and it is just not that, that is not what the problem is. Your brain is just functioning differently so you you get different connections and you experience things differently. That is something you have to process. I'm curious about how one might be tested for things like Asperger's or ADHD. What are the signs that might alert a trained professional that further explanation might be of merit? Well, I think what triggered her, the psychiatrist that treated my daughter or tested my daughter because she's not treated because it's not, let's be very clear, it's not a disease. It is not something that you can cure. It is not something that you can fix. It doesn't have anything to do with vaccinations. You can't get it from drinking too much Coke or anything. That is not, you're just born with it and it's just a different way of being wired. At least that's what they explained to me and I like the way I always used it to explain it to my daughter because I really, really didn't want her to think that there was something wrong with her because 80% of or 90% of people aren't wired the same way she is. They can check it in with the brain scans, but they are not doing that. So it's quiz. They present you with several situations and they ask you how you would react and they ask for your preferences and they also interview your parents or your siblings and people who are close to you. So if you have a partner, they will ask them. And it is an interview. It is for me, it was a day of interviews and tests and you have to do, there is some intelligence testing as well involved. At least there was in my case, I don't know if it is with if it's the same for everybody, but there is some intelligence testing. And then my sister came because I didn't want to ask my parents because they really don't believe autism is a thing. And you just don't have to just grow a pair and don't whine and get on with life. And so that's how I was raised. And that's why it's not surprising that I needed some therapy to <laughs> get this whole thing my head wrapped around this whole thing and find a way to deal with it in my life. I started to wonder about how the tests that Wendy described actually work. As she said, there is no simple test. It's more complex than that. So I asked her to describe what the test actually involves. What do they do? Well, the thing is that for me, everything I do is normal. <laughs> So thinking about what, what is not normal for you and what is normal for me and how to find a situation, hmm, interesting because they were asking questions I thought were normal and they said, they're not. <laughs> the thing is that I showed up for the tests without somebody there and that was surprising to them because I did everything by myself. And they say most people, most people bring someone, they bring a friend or they bring their partner or they bring someone they love and they care about and that cares about them to help them through this. And I never did that. It didn't even cross my mind to ask someone to come with me. Also, there is not an it. It's not like this is like with measles, you have it or you don't. With autism and HDHD, it's the spectrum. So you can have, you know, Rain Man, the movie. It is the same. I've seen the film Rain Man, which Wendy mentioned, and it's great. 
The main character portrayed in that film is amazing. The film goes out of its way to show a man who sees the world in an entirely different way. He has completely different norms and expectations. Autism is a spectrum, and it feels like Wendy's experience is not in the same place on that spectrum as the character in the movie. Yes, and that is, there are a few reasons for that probably, because I have a different kind of autism. There are several different kinds, and somehow, this always surprises me, somehow they, until somewhere in the 1990s, they thought autism was exclusively for boys, so they never tested with women. And then they figured, well, women might have this, and then they started testing it, and then they found out that women have forms of autism as well, but they play out totally different than in men because women are trained differently. So it shows as a totally different thing. Now you're going to have to excuse my complete lack of understanding of the internal workings of the human brain. But my understanding is that there are things firing all the time in our brains. And what fires, and when it fires, determines how we think, and how we behave. The best analogy that I can come up with is that of a huge collection of wires. Each wire is connected to myriad other wires, and this complex spaghetti of wires is our brain. I'm thinking, therefore, that there might be something different about the way all the wires are laid out in the brains of people with autism. Yes, you can see differences from regular people and from people with autism when you do MRI scans or brain scans. When Wendy received the news that she has autism, it might have been a very significant moment. The sudden realisation that there is a name for this and that there are other people who share this with you. Was this moment a quote-unquote big moment? No, it was a big moment. If you think that everything that is not working in your life, and I had a lot of things not working in my life. For example, I am not, I don't have a relationship, like a romantic partner, because I don't know how to do that. I really honestly don't know how to do that. But when you grow up, that is the ultimate thing to have a romantic relationship, at least for me, was... And because I couldn't figure out how to do that, I could get a boyfriend, but <laughs> after that, it became tricky. I didn't know how to communicate with somebody else that intimate. And because of my parents and I was, I was very clumsy. Still, I am quite clumsy. And you get, oh, watch out, take care, try to be a little more careful. Can't you think it through for once? If you get that a lot in your life, like, very, very many times it starts to go inside of you. And every time something goes wrong in your life or you mess something up or you hear the voice, oh, of course, because you you are just not good at doing anything right. And so when I got the diagnosis, I was so relieved because it was not not everything that went wrong in my life, but the big things that I couldn't get my head around and that I couldn't organize in my own life were not my fault. It wasn't me not trying hard enough or not doing my best or not or being too stupid. It was not that. It was just something that someone could have taught me if they knew 
that I took information in differently. So this all got me thinking that if Wendy could have a rewind button on her life, might it be possible to go back and lead that life in a different way? Could the people around her, armed with the knowledge that Wendy had autism, have done things differently so that she was more fulfilled? Well, I think that has nothing to do with autism. I think there always is a way to find some way to make your kid feel more fulfilled. I will give you an example. I will give you, I have like the perfect example for this. When I became a mother, which was not planned, I got pregnant by surprise and I was like, okay, I don't know how to do this, but this baby is in my belly right now. And let's see how it goes. And then when she grew up, when she was little and she grew up, I always like wearing pajamas and I always put her in pajamas because I like wearing pajamas. So I figured she would like wearing pajamas. And then one day she asked me, mommy, can I get a nightgown? I would really like a dress, a nightgown dress with a princess on it. And I was like, I couldn't even think that someone would prefer wearing a nightgown instead of pajamas. That never crossed my mind. And I think that is not specifically for me. I think that every parent does that. You do for your children, with your children, what you think is best. That might not be best for your kid. Probably isn't. (laughs) So we know that you're born with autism and that it's not something that you can remove. But I'm guessing that there are all sorts of ways that you can learn to deal with it better over time. Yeah, I have been struggling with jobs for my whole life. And then I started working for myself around the same time when I got diagnosed. And I decided I was going to be working from home without seeing people, physically seeing people for two days a week because I need to be away from people to keep my sanity. And I didn't know that before. And I didn't want to know because, you know, I am also a people person. So I like being around people and you've seen me, (laughs) you know, you know what I'm like, but that is only possible if I also am away from people. So because I used to be a nurse, when you're nursing, you're taking care of people all the time. And I just got so fed up with all the people. I just wanted to smack them. And that was not because the people were not nice, but because I was around too many people. And now I am doing websites and using WordPress and working from home And especially now with the corona, (laughs) I like the social distancing thing. The reason why is not good, but I really like the social distancing thing. I have another example. I am part of another company. It's called The Love Doctor. And what we do is we do performances in organizations to remind people how important it is to feel truly connected to each other. And we do that in a lighthearted way. So we wear nurse dresses, old-fashioned nurse dresses, and we give people compliments and nice cards, and we have some fun stickers and things like that. And my face, I cannot lie with my face. I can lie with my words, but I cannot lie with my face. So I have a partner in this company, and she sometimes does presentations on stage where she tells people or she does a keynote or something. And one time she said to me, you need to be behind the audience because if they can see your face and they can see what you are thinking and you can see what I'm thinking, it is not always the best thing for people in the audience to see. So ever since she said that, 
whenever we're at a performance together and she is on stage, I make sure that I am in a spot where she can see me, but the audience can't see my face. So many thoughts came to me when I heard Wendy say this. On so many occasions, it's easier to become the person that others want you to be. To modify the way that you behave, to make it easier for others. In this scenario, Wendy could have tried harder to raise a smile and stay on the stage. But what worked best was not modifying Wendy, but modifying the situation. She knew that it was best to accept how she is and just go elsewhere for a little while. And that not only applies to people with autism, of course, if you can do that, if you can just accept, okay, this is what's happening to me and this is how my surroundings respond to it and this would be a better approach. I always try to take the easy road, which is easiest for me and easiest for the people who are close to me, find the easiest way to do things. And that way I, I found out doing that, that there are a lot of things that I really like that a lot of people don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't like having people in my house, for example. And I have my office in my living room, which means my free time and my working time are very connected. There is no difference between that. I don't like going on vacation which is weird because I just came back from a trip to Iceland. So those kinds of things. Wendy mentioned earlier that when she was a child, it was widely thought that only boys could have autism. I'm guessing that this understanding has now moved on. I am not sure if that's true, to be honest. I think they just haven't found a good way to test women yet. Because one of the questions in the tests is, are you overly interested by trains? And I remember looking at the woman who asked me the question and she laughed and I laughed and we just laughed about it a little bit, but it is so bizarre. It's a bizarre question. Although this certainly seems like a bizarre question, I'm guessing that they asked the question for good reasons. When I use the trains in the UK, it's quite common to see people who are called train spotters. These people have a real fascination with all things associated with trains. One might say that they are obsessed with them. Is this obsession with something a characteristic of autism? Yes, I am extremely obsessed about things. I haven't tried trains yet, but who knows, who knows? <laughs> I have a very WordPress-C obsession. I started doing WordPress because my then boyfriend gave me a domain name and it is Dolgelukkig, which means extremely happy in Dutch because that was what he thought was me. So he gave me that domain name. And when I got the domain name, I thought I need to have something on that domain because I have now have a website. I need to create a website. And I started creating a website in Word my first website was a Word document saved at HTML and then published on the web. And that was 14 years ago. And then from there I went to Blogger and then I went to WordPress and then I couldn't figure something out. And I started Googling and I started going to, I found a meetup and I went to the meetup and I was with some friends because I have quite a lot of friends. It's not that I am a lonely ranger. 
I would like to be sometimes, but mostly not. And it's not good for my mental health. I know that now because I've had periods where I didn't see anybody for weeks and that is not helpful for me and that doesn't contribute to my health or my well-being at all. So I have a lot, lot of systems in place. I, I thrive by systems. So I have a lot of systems in place to make sure I see people. And one of the best things I have is Twitter. I do a lot of connecting over Twitter. I can stay home and lay on my couch in my pajamas and still interact with people. It's amazing. It's amazing. And then I was with some friends from Twitter at the WordPress meetup. And I was taking notes and I was totally freaking out. And I, I didn't understand half of what they were saying. I mean, it was a time where Yoast and, you know, Yoast the Volk from the plugin, he was still like a tiny little plugin. He was doing his own meetups in the Netherlands because he's Dutch. And uh, Remke de Vries was coming from where he was living to Eindhoven. And all the, the, the people who are now big names were at that meetup. And I was there and I didn't have any clue what they were talking about. And I wrote it all down. And I spent two or three days Googling everything, what they said, trying to find out what they were talking about. And that is how I learned WordPress. I never went to school to learn web development or anything. I just got totally, totally obsessed. I can really identify with getting obsessed with tasks. It's so easy to become immersed in something at the exclusion of all other things. The benefits are clear. You get things done and become an expert. The drawbacks are that you aren't working on a range of tasks and perhaps you lose perspective. My system is the system. That's why I don't really like people in my house because they always mess up the system. Nathan, they mess up my system. Having children is like the biggest system mess up you could get. <laughs> I do have to admit, I have very, very well thought through systems and they work quite well. I am also helping other people using my systems because, you know, mine are the best. <laughs> I wanted to know about some of the things that Wendy has learned over the years that have proven to be effective in making her life easier. One of the biggest things for me is having a system on how and when to interact with people. So I started organizing my social interaction in clubs and groups, little groups. So I have a group for coffee on Saturday morning, which is always the same people. I have a group for going to the movies, which is a different set of people, but we always go to the movies together and a specific kind of movie. I have a group of friends that I go to dinner with once a month. I have some people that I do my personal development work with. I have a accountability partner on Monday morning. I have a system in place where I send my best friend a message every morning with the two things I'm going to focus on that day. Even with my friend, we do a lot of self-development reading and I am always very interested in, in that. We have a special way of talking with a timer. I am like ridiculous. I love that Wendy has all these systems to keep her day, her week, her year running in a way that she prefers. I wondered how she manages should the systems not work as planned. Say for example, 
that the weekly cinema outing has to be called off. No, I am totally fine if it doesn't happen. I am completely not fine if somebody takes a friend. I have been completely open about this, about my neurosis. I have a, a group of friends and we do dinner at each other's house like every six to eight weeks, something like that. And they were going to come to my house, all of them. It's five people. They would come to my house to have dinner because we, we went to all the other houses and it was my turn to host the party. And so we have this WhatsApp group and I said, okay, I have no problem with you coming to my house. I am prepared for that, but please be gone by 9.30. <laughs> and I felt so embarrassed about asking, but I needed to know that they would be gone in time. For me, 9.30 was... Okay, that's doable. It's not too late for me and it's not too early for them. That is a good time in the middle. I just needed to know that they were going to be gone, that they were not going to hang around like the whole night or until whatever time. We all have systems, systems for managing our time, our calendars, our expectations and so on. Many of us rely on those systems completely and if the system breaks down, we're out at sea. What happens then if Wendy encounters a situation for which she hasn't got a system? No, that's not a good thing. Mostly I will end up playing Candy Crush or some stupid game and then I will be totally unsatisfied about what I did and need to play some more Candy Crush to get over that. And before I know it, I am playing Candy Crush until three in the morning and I am losing sleep and not taking care of myself. So not having any systems is not a good way for me. I'm guessing that Wendy has had situations in which she's quote unquote, fallen off the cart and lost her way. What does she do when this happens to restore normality? Oh, several times. Well, lately it's because customers and I am starting, I think it's Napoleon who said that there is a lot of freedom in doing things the same way all the time or creating systems to get things done. And actually there is a lot of freedom in not thinking about how you want to do things, but just doing them the way you decided to do them. purposes of the Press Forward podcast is to lift the lid on topics that don't get talked about enough, to allow people to share their stories so that others might listen, and by listening they may gain an understanding that they're not alone. There are other people out there who have faced the same situation that you are facing. They have found a way through and can offer support to you on your journey. Maybe that person's already in your life, but they might not be. And that's what WPNUP is here for, to connect you with the support that you need. So, if you're able to, please help us so that we can continue to support the WordPress community. You can donate at wpnup.org forward slash donate. That's it for this week. 
please let us know if you're enjoying the podcast, if you're finding it useful or helpful. You can reach out to us at wpnop.org forward slash contact. Please spread the word about this podcast, tell your friends, and subscribe on your favourite podcast player. And remember that together we can hashtag press forward. Mm-hmm.